The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Conversations about what matters the most. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Yes, this is State of the Nation on TNT, today's News Talk. Uh, We are back for hour number two with me, Steve Hook, broadcasting live from the Central Jersey Shore. And there's my man, Brian McLean, a.k.a. Hesher. He's doing it live from Central Texas. You know, Hesh, one of these days soon, we're going to have to get together and do this live in the same room again. That would be fun, right? Yeah, that will be fun. And I know that will happen this year. And I am looking forward to it, Steve. Definitely going to be doing some on assignment reporting and looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good to 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 get it out there on the road again. But uh yeah, big first hour, we got a big second hour coming up. I want to uh I wanted to open up with this story from the Hill. I think it's the Hill. I'm I'm reading the, the Hill's version of the story, but it's going out all over the place now. Desperation and contempt of common decency and even the law is the playbook of the uh, of the left. They have no time for the law and they have no time for decency. New York AG, we're talking about Letitia James, is trying to get the judge in this uh, in this civil case to find Trump three hundred and se- Trump and Trump Associates three hundred and seventy million dollars. Former President Trump, his business, and several top executives, including his adult sons quote, used a myriad of deceptive schemes, unquote, to falsely inflate his net worth by billions. The New York Attorney General's office argued Friday in court filings ahead of the closing remarks in his fraud trial next week. The conclusion that the defendants intended to defraud uh, when prepping and certifying Trump's statements of financial condition, those are his SFCs, uh, is inescapable, says Letitia James. New York Attorney General James asked the judge to force Trump to pay nearly $370 million as a penalty and to issue a lifetime ban on former president uh, and his two top executives from doing any estate business in New York. I'm telling you, this is just unbelievable. If I were Trump, I would pull up stakes in New York and tell that city to just burn. I would say, screw you, New York. I'm out of here. I'm taking all my business with me and all of my jobs. Letitia James is just, abs- this is uh, this is TDS on anabolic steroids. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? You, I mean, this judge is, these are the same people, by the way, Hesh, before you comment, that said that Mar-a-Lago should be valued at about $18 million. With anybody that has ever been to West Palm Beach, you can't get a two-bedroom bungalow practically in that neighborhood for $18 million. So it's it's absurd that, 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 that she's trying to pull this scam again. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they say you get the government you deserve, and I suppose uh, we could maybe that's a kind of a questionable comment now, considering our voting integrity, uh, which we discussed yesterday in great detail. So, uh, but, you know, you look at the demographic there in New York, and that's really not one of the states where they have to pull a whole lot of, uh, you know, shenanigans to have things go blue. So maybe this is just a case of New York getting the sort of policies that they voted for. And I agree with you. I think uh, Donald Trump would be, uh, well, Donald Trump is clearly a shrewd business person and real estate investor. Uh, And I would think that, uh, yes, the logical and shrewd answer would be to 
pull up stakes and uh, say goodbye, New York. Yeah, well, you know, and, and to your point about you get the government you vote for, let's talk about the mayor, Eric Adams. We touched Ooh. on this a little bit yesterday. He, of course, is saying that he's going to sue all of these charter bus companies that are bringing illegals into <laughs> New York City. I mean, this is outrageous. I'm reading from just the news here. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott on Thursday excoriated New York City Democrat Mayor Eric Adams uh, for suing 17 separate bus companies that have brought illegal aliens into the Big Apple. So Letitia James is looking for $370 million from Trump and his top executives. Eric Adams is seeking another $708 million from the companies uh, that, that are running these illegals, insisting that the, the defendant's parties have violated a city executive order requiring that buses carrying 10 or more persons might uh, that might seek emergency assistance, they must notify New York City authorities in advance. Gee, I wonder what they would say. They would say, don't come here is what they would say. The, uh, Abbott says this lawsuit is baseless and deserves to be sanctioned. It's clear that Mayor Adams knows nothing about the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution, no kidding, or about the constitutional right to travel that has been recognized by the United States Supreme Court. It seems rather absurd that Adams would have to even make this claim because it's so obvious to anyone that has any understanding of our Constitution uh, but here you go, Eric Adams suing bus companies for $708 million. Obviously, this is just an attempt to scare these bus companies off of doing this. Uh, will it work? That's the question. What do you think about that, Hash? Well, I, I would like to see it. I hope he does. Uh, if if any, And also, if any state's court system would take this ridiculous case, it's New York's. I hope he makes it. I hope the court takes it. And I hope that discovery is complete. And I hope that DHS, DOJ, and the White House are listed within the discovery. I hope every NGO that's involved in this and has a money trail involved in transporting illegal aliens from point A to point B in any state in this country is involved in it. This, is, this sounds fantastic to me. Let's do it. Let's go, Eric <laughs> Adams. Get out there. Get this discovery so that we can see, so that the public can see that our own government is facilitating this. Our own government is taking our tax dollars and sending it to NGOs that are going out to foreign countries and bringing people across our border illegally in cahoots with uh, terrorist cartels. Yeah, and really more to your point, you're absolutely right. What Abbott has done is a drop in the bucket compared yeah, to what the nothing. federal government has done. The federal government has been moving these people all over the interior of the United States for the last three plus years. So yeah, in discovery, uh, that would be very interesting to find out exactly how many illegals the Biden administration itself working with their uh, NGOs uh, ha have done to move these people around. It's just, I mean, desperate times call uh, call for desperate measures, I assume. And, uh, and New York City, Eric Adams, uh, the mayor there, is obviously very, very desperate. Uh, what a story. <laughs> the com Eric Adams, what do you think the over-under on is uh, of him understanding the Commerce Clause? I would say it's almost zero. He knows nothing about the Commerce Clause. <laughs> He's trying to make commerce, but 
There you go. Hey, listen, you have a suggestion for a possible guest or maybe a host that you'd like to uh, hear on TNT, or perhaps you have a topic you feel that we should discuss. Well, then we want to hear from you. Simply complete the suggestion form on the TNT website. Help us make a difference on today's News Talk TNT. Your voice heard here. The government needs to step up and do its job. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Well, after years of controversy over the best way to prevent suicide, San Francisco has finally completed the constitution of their construction rather of stainless steel mesh nets under the Golden Gate Bridge to catch future would-be jumpers. Here with the story, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, aka Ruckus. Ruckus, well, this is just going to add a whole new uh, extreme sport to the mix, I would think. People are going to go net jumping is what I'm thinking. But what's the yeah, story I, here, man? Yeah, my, my lead might be misleading there because it's not going to stop anyone from jumping, but I guess it would stop them from plunging into the water and potentially dying. And from what I from what I can gather, it's going to hurt. So uh, don't do it, people. You're going to get injured, apparently. But at least chances are you're not going to die. It's already working, supposedly. This is, of course, a suicide prevention net or nets all around the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, this project wound up costing the city a whopping $224 million. That's crazy. Uh, the installation actually began back in 2018 and involves a stainless steel net around the perimeter of the 1.7-mile-long bridge. According to Paulo, Paulo Kosulich Schwartz of the Golden Gate Bridge Highway and Transportation District, quote, the amount of net that we're installing is the equivalent of seven football fields, end quote. Uh, Kosulich Schwartz told ABC7 News that although it may save lives, the 20-foot fall into stainless steel may still injure jumpers. Well, you know, only speaking common sense here, you know, gravity and all physics, science. Uh, the spokesman adds that, quote, people that come to the bridge to harm themselves are in a tremendous amount of pain. They want to escape pain. A fall into the net is one that will be painful. It is stainless steel. It's a 20 foot fall. It will be incredibly painful and may cause injury, end quote. Yeah, I'll pass. The representative reportedly noted that the net may not stop all jumps either. Uh-oh. Uh, approximately 30 suicide attempts are successful at the bridge each year on average, uh, as reported by the outlets, uh, which outlet I forgot, ABC7 News, sorry. Uh, however, 2022 saw less than half, with only 14. According to CNN, there have been more than 1,800 confirmed jumps from the Golden Gate Bridge since it was erected in 1937, with an incident occurring the exact same year that it was opened, 1937. Another reported 39 people have actually survived the jump. One of those people is a person by the name of Kevin Hines, a man whose attempted suicide resulted in traumatic injuries. Uh, Hines required three vertebrae replacements and a titanium metal plate and pins after he survived his fall into the water. He took four. It took four and a half weeks for him to recover. Since then, he's been sharing his story, uh, and he actually is a fan of this installation of the nets. He says, quote, I would have hesitated, I believe, with enough time for patrol officers to wonder, why is that kid just standing there leaning over the rail, crying his eyes out? 
19 survivors have come forward to say they all had the exact same instant regret that I had, end quote. So he, he regretted doing it. Um, so, yeah. What do you guys think about this? Do you think it's more of a, a deterrent so that if you're standing up there considering it, you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this because that looks like it's going to hurt and I might not die. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, there there is that. Um, you know, this this brings me back to a 2006 documentary film by a man named Eric Steele. And the the film is called The Bridge. All right. 2006 is The Bridge. And it's an interesting documentary. He actually had to lie to uh, the city uh, about his intent, what he was intending to film to make this documentary. So, um, you know, because the city doesn't like it when people talk about this. We've lost a lot of people um, on that bridge in San Francisco. Um, I have uh, someone I know that uh, jumped off of it and, and took his own life. And uh, it's it's a real thing. It's an absolute real thing. And it's just frightening. You know, that's a four second fall, 400 and, or 245 feet. And they say you hit the water with the force of a speeding truck meeting a concrete building. And it has a 98% fatality rate. Some die instantly from internal injuries and others die later of hypothermia in the water. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I recommend the movie. It's really interesting because it gets into the psychology of all this, you know, because I think all of us have dealt with suicide and, you know, a friend's family and, you know, people we know secondhand and stuff, you know, the older you get, the more these things start to rack up in your life. Um, and it's really interesting what you mentioned there about that regret factor and the changing of your mind and this sort of stuff, ruckus. So uh, very interesting. And as far as the, uh, the steel grates go, I don't really know what to say, man. Uh, that sounds like a horrible thing to land on. And sometimes people decide to do this when they're intoxicated. They may not know that is there. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of your mileage may vary, I guess, as far as the success of this goes. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, it's a, let me just say this. I, I would say that if it's going to save lives, more power to it. I mean, good for that. I, yeah. You know, I, I get that. Uh, the, the, you know, it's, it, we can slam San Francisco for a lot of things. For the first thing that comes to my mind are why are so many people that live in that particular area prone to suicide? Well, maybe you ought to address the bigger issue before you, uh, uh, before you look at all the other outside factors. But I do think, uh, in regards to the to the netting, uh, good, um, you know, good if it'll save a few lives. Those who those people that really and truly want to kill themselves. Uh, they might just hit that net and then crawl to the edge of it and jump off of that. Who knows? But if it does save a few lives, good enough. But good God, that's a that's a pricey net, man. I, I got a question. Fields with a net. Mm. Yeah, I got a question. Also, why does it have to be made of steel? Couldn't the net be made of like shock cable or something? You know, like what a trapeze artist would be <laughs> going over. You know, because people look at. <laughs> If you look at the the graphic for the bridge, the movie, they show the bridge just disappearing into a bank of fog. And they actually, they got 10,000 hours of footage off that bridge in that year. And they recorded 23 of 24 known suicides off that bridge in 2004. So you can see people stumble up to it, think about it, all different styles of, you know, environment there. But I mean, a lot of times from that bridge, you can't see what's under it. You cannot yeah. see what's under it. It may not be a visual deterrent to a lot of people because of the fog. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's a beautiful bridge, too. They, once upon a time, San Francisco was a gorgeous city. Sure would be nice if we could uh, 
build it back better, to borrow a phrase. Anything else <laughs> on this ruckus? Well, clearly they're not going to make it into some sort of trapeze style net because then that would turn into an actual sport. More people would start jumping because they, they're like, hey, this is fun. Yay. Okay. Uh, point taken. The free, the free yeah. runners would start uh, having too much fun with it. The GoProers. I got but, you. Good point. But Real quick, the fact that they spent $224 million on this, uh, maybe we can spend money to fix the problem of why people want to kill themselves rather than stopping them after they've already made the decision. Uh, thanks here, for having here. me, gentlemen. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Ruckus. Good call. I agree with you completely. There he goes. That's Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Uh, you are listening and watching to State of the Nation on today's News Talk. TNT will be right back. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists, hijackers, or violent drunks, or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration Administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT. Radio. Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn? He was the national security advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's gonna protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat, people will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. 
That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right. We are back. Uh, we are back on State of the Nation. Earlier in the top of the hour, we were talking about these insane lawsuits, one by Letitia James trying to get Trump out of New York and uh, do as much fiscal damage as she can. And, of course, this lawsuit that Eric Adams is now bringing against charter bus companies to the tune of $708 million. Obviously, he's trying to scare charter bus companies away from bringing, uh, away from bringing illegals into Manhattan uh, specifically. Uh, so joining us to discuss this is the uh, CEO of Sentinel Security Solutions and a former DHS advisor, author of the book Terrorist on the Border and in Our Country, Charles Marino. Charles, hello, sir. Welcome back to the program. It's always great to have you. How are you? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to both of you, and it's good to be back, as always. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, so we were talking at the top of the hour about this absolute absurd lawsuit that Eric Adams is trying to file against these charter bus companies, $708 million. I don't think he's going to get a penny out of it. I mean, you know, if you look at the Constitution and all. But what do you make of this? Because I think that this goes to the bigger problem that is basically, I think it may take over the, uh, this may become the biggest issue of this election cycle is what's going on at the Southern border and their complete lack of any kind of attempt to fix it. What do, what, what do you think about this? Well, isn't it amazing that none of these Democrat mayors, governors are suing the Biden administration for abandoning their federal responsibilities to secure the border and enforce the immigration laws of the country. Look, they're turning this into one big taxpayer-funded money grab. That's all they want. If you ask them how this problem gets solved, a Mayor Adams is going to tell you, we need more money to take care of the problem. Instead of pointing the finger at the policies and saying that the Biden administration has broken the whole system. Look, the House of Cards is collapsing on this administration around this issue. Nobody's buying what they're selling anymore. And that includes Democrat voters. So they got a big problem. Like you said, I agree 100 percent. This has now climbed its way up to be the number one issue of the 20, 2024 election. And do you think that a case like that could actually come? Is is any sensible court going to take it? I suppose if if one was, it might be New York's. But, you know, I was telling Steve when we were talking about it before you came on, cool, go for it. Let's have that case. Let's do discovery in it and let's see where all the money trails go because it's going to lead right back to DHS, NGOs, uh, you know, all. it seems like this is just something that would not benefit those that want the open border. Well, if we trace the money, you're absolutely right. We're going to find that it's coming from DHS to the tunes of billions of dollars and going to all of these NGOs. I mean, you're talking about groups like uh, Catholic Charities. They're the ones that are, are, are putting uh, most of these illegals on buses and shipping them to sanctuary cities. Now we've got TSA setting up concierge lines for these illegal migrants to get on commercial flights and fly all around the country. 
with nothing more than a letter, a notice to appear in seven or eight years down the road. We haven't confirmed their identities. We have no idea of their backgrounds. I mean, the whole system has been broken by the policies of this administration, which is why I always say every time I come on here, everything that they're allowing to take place undercuts our entire national security apparatus in this country, which is why we're so vulnerable right now. You know, Charles, it seems to me that, that first of all, what you just said is absolutely correct. But it begs the question, is that the intention? Is the intention to so overwhelm the system that it utterly collapses? And then they can come in and say, look, we've been bitching to Congress for the longest time that we need we need to have comprehensive immigration reform because that seems to be their pat answer. Every single time the question is brought up, why haven't you secured the border? They say, well, this has been going on for generations, administration after administration. Well, Trump sealed the border pretty good. So why can't they just do that without falling back on the old pat? Well, we need comprehensive immigration reform. That just doesn't wash with people anymore, especially people who are standing in line for the airport and seeing hundreds of people in line to fly free to the city of their choice. It's just so absurd. Uh, do you think this is in, that's the intent, just to break the system? Well, the first thing to baseline the conversation here is no presidential administration in history, Republican or Democrat, has walked away from securing the country the way this administration has. That, yes. That's number one. Number, number two is absolutely this whole crisis was by design based on that false choice, as I call it, that you can't, you can't secure the border unless you have immigration reform. That's an entirely false narrative. Um, now, here's the, here's the last point I'll make on this. The reason why they're sticking to their guns on this, the reason why the Secretary of Homeland Security hasn't been fired yet is because they don't think voters are gonna hold them accountable come 2024. They think Democrats in, its, in their entirety believe that this is the right thing to do. And I think this is where they're going to be in for a shock come time of the election. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think you just answered my next question is, will voters hold them accountable in 2024? Because it sure looks as though this is becoming a, um, I almost want to say a nonpartisan issue. I feel like it, there's a bubble growing of people that are like, wait a minute, I don't care what side uh, we're on, we should agree that we don't want to see our country wrecked and 100,000 people a year die from fentanyl and the atrocities that were outlined in The Sound of Freedom becoming commonplace in our country. I, I sure hope that that's something that is agreed upon on, in multiple political spectrums here, Charles. And, and I'll get your take on that right after this brief headline with today's news talk. We'll pick up right there. This is State of the Nation on TNT. <laughs> station is this? Station. Ladies and gentlemen, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The Russian Defense Ministry reported that 36 Ukrainian drones were intercepted and destroyed during an attempted overnight assault on Crimea. South Korea's instructed residents on Yangpyong Island near the North Korean border to seek shelter following North Korea's firing of approximately 200 artillery shells. This action, viewed as a military provocation, triggered an evacuation order issued twice on Friday afternoon. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. 
every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNT Radio. Live. We're with the author of The Disaster on the Southern Border, uh, actually Terrorists on the Border and in Our Country is the name of the book. And I'm just thinking about the disaster here, Charles. And as we <laughs> went fun. into the headline, it is a disaster. And as we went into the headline there, you were intimating that the vote in 24 could play a big part in this. What? How do you, can you expand on that? How do you think this is going to play out for Americans? And is the vote secure enough for this wave of uh, support to maybe have a difference this time. Yeah, well, I think you, you've, the American public has been watching on TV and seeing for the past three years, this crisis unfold at the Southwest border. That's one. Now two, they're seeing it up close and personal in each of their, their towns and their cities, because now every city's become a border city, right? Um, but here's the concern, and here's why, here's why this administration thinks they may have a chance on sticking with this issue. Let's look at sanctuary cities, for example. I mean, you have these sanctuary cities that are protecting those in the country illegally, in many cases, committing further crimes, and they're protecting them. They're not turning them over to ICE for deportation. They're shielding them from the law, right? So I think the administration looks at sanctuary cities and says, well, Democrat voters aren't holding these leaders accountable and haven't in the past. So why would they hold us accountable? And by the way, look at the Republican Party. Look at who's running as an independent with Kennedy. We don't think they're gonna go to those sides either. We think they're gonna stick with us. Now, I'm optimistic that that the Biden administration is misreading this entire situation and that people are sick and tired of seeing their high school gymnasiums taken over by illegals, their sidewalks crowded by illegals, the entitlements throughout the country, the risk to law and order, to increasing crime in these towns, and the overall threat to the country. I, I think the people have had enough. I think everybody needs to be more accountable in how they're going to vote. And look, if this continues for another four years with another Biden administration, I don't know if we're going to be able to overcome this. If you listen to Henry Kissinger right before he died, he spoke about uncontrolled migration and what was happening in Europe and Germany. And he said it was the worst mistake they ever made. Look at what it's done to Europe. Look at what happens each and every day there with all of these illegal migrants whose backgrounds they don't know. It's same thing is going to happen in the United States. And I think with eight years of it, it's going to be very hard to get this country back. You know, Charles, to your point there, first of all, I, I think I, I think you're right. I think the Biden administration is completely misreading this. And all one needs to do is look at the approval numbers of mayors like Eric Adams. I mean, he's tanking in the polls, and it's largely because of this very issue. I mean, you've got the Roosevelt Hotel, which once upon a time was a, a great establishment, a, a very highly sought-after room at the Roosevelt. Everybody wanted to go there. Now it is 100% full of illegals, and New Yorkers are getting ticked about it. And so what does Eric Adams do? He sues the bus companies. He does, to your point, he doesn't go after the Biden administration. But I was reading a story just the other day about Denver. Denver cleared out the entire, like a two-city block area of, of illegal immigrants and got it all clean and pristine. And within a week and a half, 
It was halfway full again. So as soon as they clean it up, yeah. it comes right back. Um, I think that they've completely overplayed their hands on this. And the balkanization of this country, when you tell the populace that it's it's white supremacy, this nation is filled with a whole bunch of extremists, That's I guess that's their justification. We'll just bring in new people. But, I mean, Europe has been crushed under this wave, especially Stockholm, Sweden, and we've talked about it before on the show, is the rape capital of Europe. Stockholm, Sweden used to be one of the safest cities in Europe. Um, I just, I just think that they have so overplayed their hand on this and I pray God that people have woken up to it. seems like some have, uh, what do you think going forward? Do you think this is, 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 is it going to take more? Is it going to take a disaster before something is done about this? Or is it just going to take a new administration or both? Well, I hope that's not the, I hope that's not the case. Uh, we know that we're at the highest threat level we've been. Uh, since September 10th, 2001. You've heard the FBI director say that. To think that the country hasn't already been infiltrated uh, by terrorists, I think, would be dangerously naive, uh, as the secretary of DHS would like everybody to think. Uh, He's totally wrong on that. And what I can tell you is I'd like to see these Democrat leaders in these cities grow a spine and actually point the finger where it needs to be pointed because they've been as hung out to dry in this entire situation as a Governor Abbott has. The White House isn't even answering the calls of these Democrat leaders. So they should wake up and understand that their poll numbers are taking a big hit because this crisis has been dumped on them just as it has Republican leaders throughout the country. So we're kind of all in the same boat here they just need to stick up to the administration and hold them accountable because these guys, they're all going to get voted out of office. Every Democrat throughout the country that doesn't stand up to the White House here is going to get voted out in their local elections. And if that's what they think want to do and that's what they want to risk and they want to kind of acquiesce and let this White House continue to do what it wants to do, then everyone's going to lose. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the societal cost here is I, I is starting to become known, I think, by people, because as you said, every state is now a border state. Every state has changed. Um, you wouldn't recognize almost any of the states in the U.S. if you'd been there 10 years ago yeah. and then go today. It's it's um it's amazing. Now, Charles, let me ask you this. Um, we saw reports going around the mass media saying that um there were places looking uh, where police departments were looking at changing uh, rules so that they could hire uh, people that were in the country illegally. And then this one, I'm still trying to verify. I've brought it up a couple times, but there's a woman who went viral on X saying that her husband is uh, works at a gun shop and they got new guidance from the ATF saying that uh, people that are in the country illegally with their you know waivers and court dates could be issued firearms. Um, can you confirm or deny that? Or, you know, briefly, we're, we're sort of running out of time here, but in a minute or two, could you address either of these? Yeah, look, it's concerning. Uh, I've heard those reports. They haven't been validated yet. I haven't seen a police department uh, go forward with that. We know that the military uh, does allow that to happen, uh, especially when you talk about a category like dreamers. Again, we've got a big vetting problem here in this country. We've got to be careful who we're letting take these sensitive jobs, but it follows the path that they want to follow at the White House, right? Let them in the country illegally, 
give them work authorization, get them driver's license and ID, and then ultimately allow them to vote. That's the sequence of this. This is the name of the game. Change the demographics of the country, increase the risk of the country at all costs, and move on from there. And they think that they're going to be in power for eternity. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just so unbelievable. I really, I, I really do hope that people wake up. I'll say this. I mean, I would just say that Greg Abbott, and I know Hesh is a, is a Texas resident. He's not the biggest Abbott fan in the world. But one thing we can all be thankful for for Greg Abbott is he has dumped this on the in the laps of these sanctuary cities. Because if it wasn't for Fox's Bill Malusion, who's been there forever and doing incredible report on yeah. uh, reporting yes. on this issue, all of a sudden now it's showing up on Forty uh, Second Street in Manhattan, and now they wake up because they'd never watch Fox. So Greg Abbott, here, here, good on you for at least uh, yes. uh, forcing these uh, blue cities to to look at the problem. Charles Marino, listen, man, as always, thank you so much. In closing, where can we find you? And we look forward to seeing you again, but where can we find you on the socials, man? Yeah, thank you. Uh, CharlesMarino.com and on X, Charles underscore Marino. All right. Well, Charles, listen, happy new year. Thanks for joining us. We'll look Same forward here. to having you back again real soon. You're listening anytime, and watching. Anytime. All right. Take care, buddy. We're, you're listening and watching State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at this stuff. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. residential areas by... And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14, and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care, and they also help kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. Issues that dominate America. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Have you noticed the uptick in advertising for COVID shots? Uh, this NFL clown named Travis Cleese or something like that got paid more by Pfizer than he did by the NFL for being an NFL superstar. I find that 
noteworthy. 14 million from the NFL and 20 million from Pfizer for Vax commercials, right? They're not even really Vaxes, though, of course. They're experimental gene therapy shots with mRNA in them. Uh, what about the maskers? Have you seen them riding their rascals around the grocery store, buying processed foods, or driving alone in their cars with the ritual muzzle of shame on? Uh, almost four years later, are, are you seeing this? Because I still see this sometimes. Uh, what about that WHO pandemic treaty that's in the works? Do you think Americans or anyone in the Western world wants uh, these globalist turds at the WHO to affect sovereignty of their country? I don't think so. Um, uh, <laughs> by and large, most people scoff at the return of COVIDian practices, protocols, and experimental pricks. Uh, yet it still looms. An online opinion editor, commentary writer, and host of the Bold and Blunt podcast for The Washington Times, Cheryl Chumley, joins us now to discuss. Cheryl, it's great to see you. Thank you for joining us. And I'd say that um, at this point, most people know the, the COVID thing was a scam on many levels and an attack on global citizenry, yet Tedros, NIH, ah, on and on and on are still promoting these scary jabs. What's What's your take on the resurgence of COVIDian protocols and rumblings? Right. Well, Happy New Year. Welcome to the next round of the yeah. COVID scares, right? And for those who value freedom in America, we knew early on that the left, the government, the, the globalists and Democrats and Marxists were never, ever going to let go the golden egg they found in the fright of the coronavirus uh, to control the populations of the world. And here we are again. We all know, we all know the data was bogus. We all know the government, the Democrat party, the globalists basically exploited fear for political gain to steal our individual liberties. We all know the social distancing was a random number. The face masks don't work. And yet the government is still pushing it. So we just have to prepare for the next round, the next battle of this and recognize that as stupid as it is, it's still coming on. Yeah. And, and not only, hey, hi, Cheryl. It's so great to see you and happy new year to you. Happy new year. Uh, not, and by the way, I just want to, by the way, Ash, just you and me a little inside baseball. His name is Travis Kelsey, not Kiels. Uh, or, or, <laughs> or, 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 or Travis Swift, because he is, he is the boyfriend of Taylor Swift. Uh, but yeah, um, here's, here's, here's what frightens me. I think a lot of people have have kind of given up on the gullibility of this. I'd, I'd like to think there's a lot of people that aren't nearly gullible enough to say, oh, my God, it's another round. Uh, strap on a few uh, N95s and take a few jabs. I, I think that is pretty much gone. But the fear of them trying it again is very real. And, of course, we know that they're going to try this with a presidential election on the line. But let's just kind of stretch this out hypothetically. Hypothetically, Trump wins in 2024. How long do you think it will be before some lab in some far-off country releases a new virus uh, to, to, to put the fear of God into everybody again? That's what scares me, because we've seen the large-scale selling out of, as you mentioned, individual liberty uh, for these uh, COVIDian cult members that want to make a whole bunch of money on it. But their biggest fear is Donald Trump. Do you think if Trump were to win that we could be in fear of getting another virus? around the globe to to knock him out absolutely and you know a real virus a fabricated virus at that point in time it really doesn't matter because 
The damage has been done in America from the coronavirus crazy. And when I when I say damage, the long-term damage here is the mindset shift that occurred in American citizens, where instead of having an individualist approach to problem solving, where with God on their side, they figure out their problems for themselves and their family and take care of their own medical issues, themselves with their own decisions, we turned a corner into a more collectivist approach where we put everything out there that's for the good of the state, for the good of our neighbors. We don't want our neighbors to feel uncomfortable by the fact that we don't want to wear face masks. So as stupid as it seems to us, we put a face mask on. And that's the danger here, that we tipped our hands to those in the elitist uh, control areas of governments around the world that America is willing to comply with mandates so long as the case is made that it's for a greater good of government. And that's the real problem here. And if Trump does win, which I think he will, and he does take his his next White House term, which I think he will, then the next virus be prepared. It'll be coming within hours of his inauguration. Yeah. What about even before, Cheryl? Do you think that this could be used to disrupt the very election itself to try to have that outcome not come to fruition? Well, read the headlines, right? And I know you guys do. And I know this is why you wanted to do this show, that you are reading the headlines and you're seeing uncomfortable whisperings of the next virus, the next coronavirus itineration, where we all need to take precautions now before it gets out of hand. And so that's sort of the the, the laying of groundwork for a COVID shutdown. Mail-in ballots are necessary. Stay home, mail-in your ballots, don't go to the polls type of atmosphere that we saw in the last election. And that combined with Donald Trump's legal circus, where he is being booted off ballots in states uh, because of something that he hasn't even, been, hasn't even been convicted of yet, is just laying the groundwork for more stay-at-home voting. Oh, God. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing, Cheryl. I'd like to think that most people, and I think that I think this is probably true, most people have kind of figured out that, okay, well, for my health, I did all this. And yes, I was guilted into wearing the face diaper because, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to offend other people. I think a lot of people are like, you know what? Screw that. I, I'm not believing it anymore. We've talked to Dr. Kelly Victory. We've talked to Dr. Peter McCullough and everybody's basically on the same page here saying, look, it was a scam. We know it was a scam. The question is, do enough people know it was a scam now that they would fall for it a second time? Um, that's the, that's my fear is uh, that, that, that they're going to do everything in their power to make damn sure that we do fall for it again. Well, it's interesting because I think there's a difference between what people will fall for. And I agree that most people in America are aware of the bogus nature of these viruses and the need to stay at home and so forth. And between what will what people will obey, what people will allow to take place in terms of ceding their individual liberties because they won't, don't want to make that uncomfortable fight. Look at the uh, Surgeon General in Florida, Latipo, uh, I believe is his name. And he's come right out and taken a strong stance and saying that 
we shouldn't be taking these messenger RNA shots at all. They're not good for us. And look at the headlines that have already flowed forth condemning him and criticizing him. But he's only stating data based on what you yourself just pointed out. Doctors, medical professionals, and so forth have been finding and saying for a couple of years now. So I don't think the American people will fall for the lies. The problem comes when those at the top want to force us into complying with something we don't believe in, who holds the keys of power here? And on that, I'm not 100% sure that the American citizens are willing to make that fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, let me let me read you the, uh, the headline and the first couple of uh, sentences here from this article and tell me if it sounds familiar, because I do recall in uh i don't know december of 2019 january february 2020 hearing similar things but they uh i don't know it's a little different rings a little bit differently now uh here's the headline experts say new covid strain will cause global heart failure pandemic <laughs> more on that later uh, scientists are warning that a new covid strain will cause a global heart failure pandemic prompting much skepticism a new strain known as JN1 will cause many people to suffer from reduced cardiac function, according to the report out of Japan's Research Institute of Riken. Um, this all feels very familiar, familiar timing also, right? Well, look, my cynical response to that, maybe it's not so much cynical as it is realistic, is the fact that out of these COVID shots that many Americans, especially the military, were forced to take, we were finding that young men in particular were suffering heart issues, right? Myocarditis. And there were other, uh, you know, sudden onsets of heart issues where people have actually dropped dead. And now just curiously, here comes at the same time the government is ratcheting up its narrative to get the the next booster, get the next virus uh, shot, get the next coronavirus shot. Uh, a report that shows if you don't get a shot, there is a virus coming that could bring about these heart issues for you. It sounds to me like a cover-up for what's already taken place with the messenger RNA shots. It, it sounds to me like the government is showing a fear that there is a virus out there that could cause the same impacts we're seeing from the messenger RNA shots, only they don't want to admit that it's due to the messenger RNA shots. So the new variant <laughs> is the Vax side effect. <laughs> you know the deep state is pretty smart to be honest right we know this yeah yeah, yeah i didn't it, see it, that one coming did we steve i'm telling you it, it it it's projectionism on uh on steroids it's pretty funny um i, I mean it, it not really ha ha funny but you know funny i i i'm curious um how we managed to survive since the Spanish influenza of uh, whatever it was, 1906 or something. We went all of these years without these uh, these massive pandemics. And now all of a sudden, it seems like uh, we're it's like network TV. We're rolling out a new one every time uh, an election is nearing or approaching or anytime someone who the who the quote unquote elites don't want to hold the uh, uh, the reins of power. All of a sudden, lo and behold, look at this. This is crazy. It's coming out of North Africa. It's a new virus. How did we survive as a cult, as a civilization for all of these years without these pandemics? And now all of a sudden, out of the blue, uh, we're getting them every other election cycle, seemingly. Yeah, that is 
the curious uh, question, right? And of course, if you if you look beyond at what is actually taking place here, there are many, uh, many people out there exploiting viruses now for political gain, for financial gain, for long-term globalist control gain, right? There has been for a very long time in the world, a sort of shadowy type government that's really not so shadowy. It's just depicted that way in the media, but we have had with us for a very long time calls for the one world order, the new world order. They call it the great reset now. In, in America under Joe Biden, they call it build back better. But what it all amounts to is a few elites at the top in global, global government controlling the citizens of the world. And one way that they have stumbled upon happily for them is fear of a virus. And like I said at the outset, the left, and you guys know this, seized on the coronavirus because it was the golden egg for bringing about many of the designs that they've envisioned for their world, for their ability to control the world for decades, and they've never been handled such a great key as the coronavirus. So expect more. This is just what we have going into 2024. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Authoritarian technocracy is, I would say, the appropriate term for all of those bumper stickers that they like to throw on this, because that's what it all comes down to, an authoritarian technocracy with digital IDs, zero privacy, rights uh, fungible, uh, all that stuff. No America, uh, all just code words for no more America. And I got to wonder, Cheryl, you know, with all the money that they're putting into it right now, I take the 20 million paid to that NFL dork as an example. Does this have anything to do with Pfizer acquiring Arena Pharmaceuticals for $6.7 billion? Arena Pharmaceuticals, what do they make? Anti-inflammatory medications and such. And what does mRNA stuff do? inflammation pericarditis myocarditis heart failure strokes blood clots among others i mean i'm starting to see sort of a, a, a self-licking ice cream cone grift here of money from for pfizer and others I would call it incestuous relationships, basically, between the, the globalists, people like Bill Gates and the pharmaceuticals, uh, people like Bill Gates and other people at the World Health Organization, even in China, uh, some in our own uh, hallowed halls, supposedly, of Congress, where if you start looking behind the curtain of these organizations that advocate for uh, vaccinations and vaccines around the world, and then the, the company Companies that that actually make them, and then rope in the nonprofits that do all the dirty work of helping bring these vaccines to fruition and to market. You'll see the same names consistently. Bill Gates is here at Gavi, right? The uh, I forget what that stands for, but it's an alliance for vaccine development, and yet he's allowed to uh, talk to governments around the world to press the need for widespread global vaccinations. And then he meets with people in Congress in the White House. So it's it's very tied together. And they're actually, once you look beyond the curtain, you find a very small group of just a few people who are benefiting financially, like you just pointed out with that example. I often wonder if it's just, you know, we used to use the old term back in 2008 during the uh the uh, the housing crisis and they were talking about these banks they're too big to fail it almost looks like they're looking at pfizer and moderna and some of these other pharma companies and saying well they're too big to fail and also we're making a lot of money off of them because it is a grift no doubt about it and if i had to put uh, put a word on it just one word it would be evil 
It's evil what they're doing. Uh, the ultimate goal is evil. The agenda is evil. And it certainly doesn't have a damn thing to do with saving lives. Uh, it sounds like it has a lot more to do with saving political lives and uh, and making a lot of money. I, I got to agree with your um, your use of the word evil. It is. And look, it, it's taxpayer dollars, too, that are really being used to fund this evil. Because if you recall, it was taxpayer dollars that fueled these pharmaceuticals to develop uh, in record speed time the coronavirus vaccines. And Big Pharma happily dipped into taxpayer pockets in order to develop their vaccines and then sell them around the world and so forth. So that's just something else that you have to realize in 2024 as vaccines are still being pushed. Oh, well. Cheryl Chumley, listen, thank you for everything you do. It's great to see you. Thanks. Happy New Year to you. Find her on uh, X at, at CK Chumley, uh, at CK Chumley. Cheryl, thank you for joining us on State of the Nation. We'll do it again real soon. Have a wonderful weekend. 